You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of not just the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It is back. That's right. It's been a while since we've done fantasy baseball talk on not just my show, but the Locked On Network in general. I'm be joined by Matt Ane and Dominic Martino. That's right. It's a tri- it's a triple pod, man. I haven't done one of these in, it's, since since Dom. It's it's great stuff. I'm so excited. Uh, Matt and Dominic, how are you doing today? Doing great. Um, you know, thanks for having us. Um, we're really excited to be a part of this and talk some Padres today. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great over here as well. I, I threw on the, my Padres gear. I'm excited. I'm ready to mm-hmm. talk Tatis, Machado, Soto, and and whoever else we're gonna get on here today. Absolutely, man. And for those who don't know, you can also follow uh, Lockdown Padres or Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Uh, I believe on YouTube, it's pretty self-explanatory. Just type it in, you'll find it. Find us all. You know, I'm on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-N-O. Just you, you guys know. And if you want to see the City Connect. If you want to see my Tatis bobblehead, be sure to check out the YouTube for sure, guys. And thank you for making Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Fantasy Baseball your first listen every day. Guys, I reached out because I am a fellow fantasy baseball degenerate. Um, <laughs> I've been playing since, I believe, 2014 was my first okay. year. Back in the early days of Ian Desmond being a first-round pick. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, Ian you know, Desmond you know, was my yeah, boy. that's a throwback, right? I love me some Ian Desmond. I love me some Ian Desmond. Yeah. There was there we go. surely no Padre in the first round back then. <laughs> yeah, no. I think the highest <laughs> things have one changed. probably things have was like Cashner. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. have changed yeah. dramatically. And that's things what I'm so excited changed. about. And I think Padres fans, it's so fun because, you know, like, like I genuinely think that their highest player was probably like Everett Cabrera. Because it was steals, and then maybe like yeah. Andrew Kashner in the late rounds around them, right? And now yes, it's more of a question of just which Padre you take. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of the the total role reversal. They, there's so many Padres that are going to be drafted in the leagues this year, and one of them that I want to talk about first is kind of the the guy who's a bobblehead on my screen right now. Um, that's Fernando Tatis Jr. I am wondering with all the injury stuff. Oh, basically just all the injury stuff. Where, how do you guys feel about drafting Tatis this year? And just in general, how do you feel about him heading into 2023? Uh, Matt, I mean, I, I think I should go first. I do have the Tatis City yeah. Connect on. Uh, Tatis is one of my favorite players. I mean, he's done some bonehead things, you know, and uh, gotten a couple incidents, you know, the injuries built up. But last year before he, um, you know, the, the suspension came out, he was actually doing pretty good in the minors. He was starting to heat up. And I know uh, all Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. fantasy owners were excited. Padres fans were excited. We had the unfortunate news. And let, let's not forget, Tatis is still only going to be 23 years old. And we weren't we, – I don't think any of us were do, making the smartest decisions at 23. So we got to cut the kid a little mm-hmm. bit of slack. Well, he had that amazing 2021 season, 130 games, 478 at-bats, 99 runs, 31 doubles, 42 bombs, 97 RBIs, 25 steals, and hit 282. So the thing is, is I, I love Fernando Tatis. I'm drafting him pretty high when it comes to fantasy uh, you know, leagues this year. I have him as my number two overall shortstop. If you want to take him at the end of the first round, I don't blame you at all. He has potential to be a league winner. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to drafting him. 
I mean, it's not like I'm not scooping them up in the second round. Um, if you want to pick them up on the turn or, you know, early, early second round, that's where I feel the most comfortable grabbing them. You know, he's going to go off. He only has three week worth of suspension. So you can't really like feel too guilty about it. You could find a cheap replacement at the end of the draft for three weeks. You know, you, if you draft well and you come over and listen to us, um, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a couple names. And I mean, he's going to be lights out. And then dynasty leagues, you know, I'm not banking my whole, you know, team on it, but I mean, you want to pick them like nine, 10, 11, 12. That's where, like, yo, I, I feel so happy just snagging him and seeing, seeing where where this journey is going to take me because he's going to be great. Um, I think we might have lost Javi. Yeah, I, I think so as well. All right. Well, I mean, hey, we're we're doing a podcast, so um, you know, welcome into the new host of uh, Locked On Padres. Um, so <laughs> you know, I guess let's uh. Let's talk about other Padres. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about our boy Juan Soto. I mean, another guy being drafted in the top 10, probably even in the top five in some leagues because of what he's doing during spring. And you know what? I, I just can't get can't I can't be more happy about it because you know how much I love him, Dom. And, yeah. you know, last year was kind of upsetting because, you know, the guy wasn't happy himself and he was dealing with a terrible Nationals team and was just praying to be we traded. And now you can kind of see, like, after the move, and um, after, you know, finally getting settled in this new city, it seems like, hey, he's ready to rock his spring. He's killing it. And 11 at-bats, he's got two runs, eight hits in total, three doubles, a home run, seven ribbies, a stolen base already, walked once, striked out once, and he's batting 727. Like, you know, this is the Juan Soto we expected last year, you know, and understandably so wasn't there. So I think we get back to that 2021 form, if not better and just start smoking the ball out. And Padre fans are going to be really happy this year. Yeah, man. Uh, and then Juan Soto's even crushing it right now um, for the DR in the World Baseball Classic. You know, I know he hit a, a nice long shot today, or it was today or yesterday, he had a nice bomb. He's just looking like an absolute stud so far. And I think that last year was just a bad outlier year and that he just keeps the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And it I mean, looks like I... we got Javier back in here. <laughs> you know, I was going to transition and pretend that I didn't just completely lag out for a second. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, um, look, I mean, I agree. I think that the Tatis thing, I think the biggest thing you brought up is just three weeks. And I think that in the long term, this is a fantasy football uh, where, like, three weeks is a genuine thing you want to think about, especially out of a first rounder. Um I don't know. I feel like he's going almost a little bit too low. I mean, I saw in like ESPN leagues, they had him around like the 30, 40s range. Uh, and I just thought that that was a little odd just because it feels like, and the yeah. funny thing is, you know, when in fantasy, there's a player ranked low, but you know, nobody's going to pick him there. Like, yeah. That's kind of what it feels like, yeah. like with Tatis right now, at least according to what I saw at ESPN, where like, I don't know a single soul that's not going to reach for him in the second round. They're just going to be like, what are, what are we doing? Like he's, He's got stolen base ability. He's got the power, obviously. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, but now I got to ask you guys about some some new uh, advertiser we have over here at Locked On. I heard it's this ultimate something, ultimate team. I mean, we're talking about team stuff right now. I feel it's, it's pretty uh, relevant. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game uh, Ultimate Baseball GM. If you ever dreamed of becoming a G, uh, MLB GM and managing a professional fa- uh, baseball franchise, this is this is for you. Uh, your dream has come true, and you need to download this game right away. 
You get to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through a season, and lead your team to glory. In this game, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff to manage your team and your finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, also navigating your franchise through free agency, through all of the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. I've been absolutely hooked on this game since I've downloaded it. You can compete against your friends like, you know, Matt and I have already been doing. Uh, and, you know, you should definitely do the same as well with you and your buddies. And also one of the best parts that I kind of mentioned already, you don't even need Wi-Fi to play the game. Uh, it's, it's something, once again, you absolutely need to download it. Uh, you know, Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans and Locked On Padres fans get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, killed it. You absolutely killed it on that. Let me say, thank man. You, thank absolutely bring it in. I appreciate it. I, uh, I, I, try, I try, <laughs> tried my best. That's a, that's a new ad read for me. So thank you. I appreciate the love on that one. <laughs> absolutely, man. I know what it's like. I know what it's like, especially when I forget in the middle of my ad read that I haven't read this before, <laughs> that I'm like panicking and trying yes, to bring up other yes. windows and whatnot. <laughs> um, but as we keep it going here, aside from Tatis, now this is the fun part where you potentially get to hurt my feelings. Um, I think, Oof. and that is Padres players in fantasy, and maybe even you could give your takes on in real life. I think that the one thing for listeners to understand, one differentiation for fantasy is that things like defense, things like WRC plus, right? All that stuff doesn't necessarily have to do with fantasy. And I like that. I like the chaos of it because, all right, you don't like go read fan graphs if you want to see who the best overall war player is. You know what I mean? So I've never understood that, but that means runs, RBIs, yes, yes. stolen bases, home runs, and stuff like that, just to clarify for people. So if you slander, say, Xander Bogarts, for example, new signing for the Padres, it doesn't necessarily mean that they think that he's going to be bad for the year, just in case, because I know how my commentators could get. Um, but with that being said, what are some Padres you think are – Either you're staying away from entirely, maybe a little bit, it would take a lot for you to take them, or you just don't like how high they're going according to your ESPN rankings, your own personal rankings, Yahoo, whatever is out there. What do you guys think? Dom, why don't you take this one first? All right, so uh, one that might be a little bit obvious to everybody, you know, because of current circumstances is Joe Musgrove. Uh, you know, he's a little bit banged up. We're not exactly sure. I know he's progressed. To, I think he's already throwing, but there, it's it's more than that just to me. Uh, first of all, I don't like always, you know, going with a guy that's a little banged up coming into the year. Currently, Joe Musgrove is coming off the board as the 27th starting pitcher, picked 93 in fantasy. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, he kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch last year. Let's go back to that stretch from June 23rd to September 11th. It was 14 starts for Musgrove. Over that stretch, he pitched 80 innings. He had 76 strikeouts, a 4.95 ERA, a 1.25 WHIP. Uh, batters were hitting 265 against him and slugging 4.79 during that period. And you know, 14 is almost half of the amount of starts that you're you know getting out of a starting pitcher. So it's just a little bit too rich for my blood. I have Joe Musgrove ranked around 35 in my starting pitcher rankings uh, coming into the year, and that's a almost a 10 pick difference. So he's just somebody that I'm kind of staying away from at the moment. Joe Musgrove is a great player overall. 
just coming off the board a little bit high, uh, you know, this fantasy season for me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you covered enough. I'm going to talk about somebody else. Somebody else. I'm, I'm kind of more. <laughs> whoa, 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 that was fast. <laughs> you guys look, uh, what I will say for pods fans is I, I feel like Musgrove might be like that Kyle Hendricks type of pitcher who is literally every single year going to finish in the top starting pitchers of like top 30 or something like that. And he'll flirt with those top moments. I guess it's just yeah. a question of would it, would you rather take guys with higher upside? You know what I'm saying? Cause I think we know what Joe Musgrove is and that's a good thing for the Padres team. But I think that he's one of those, you know what you're getting. If you feel great about your starting pitching already, maybe you can draft him. But if you want to go for like, I don't know who's out there, who's got high upside right now, like Joe Ryan or some, one of the, some of those kind of unproven guys that, might just blow up and pull a Tristan McKenzie yes. this year. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of my my vibe with Musgrove. I'm, I'm big I just on don't... Joe Ryan. Joe yeah, Ryan's Joe awesome. Joe Ryan is pretty good. He was awesome for me last year at the beginning. God, it was so frustrating. Like, yeah. all my pitchers died last year. Like, all of them just completely tanked after the first <laughs> month. Uh, but, yeah, who do you think uh, yes, now, Matt? Yes. Now, uh, as I let you, as I allow you to slander my team even more potentially. Oh, I mean, I'm not really going to slander. Um, it, it's just somebody that I just feel is just not worth wasting a fantasy draft pick on, and that's Jake Cronenworth. Um, mm. The only reason I say for fantasy is because he's a great real baseball player. Um, is he just doesn't produce enough for me to say, "Hey, I'm going to pick him." He's still going at 162, and he has multiple position eligibility, which is really nice to have that like Swiss Army knife in your in your lineup for off days. But like, I just don't feel comfortable going in, going into a season with him on my team just because he's just a typical, you know, you know what you're getting from him, right? So you're going to get 88 runs, 88 ribbies. That's great. But then 17 home runs, like three stolen bases, if that, and he's going to murder your batting average. So like, if anything, you could around that around that pick, truthfully, you can get so many other players that are going to, you know, either have upside um, or, or better yet going to be able to produce more and you know the counting stats like runs and ribbies and home runs and still kill your battering average the same way and just give you more of a boost in those categories essentially so that's really where i'm at on jake cronenworth and sorry again for padre fans <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get it i think he's just kind of like and i remember writing about this back in the day for friars on base i think over at fan sided about like him being kind of this modern day ben zobras type which is just a lot more conducive to real life yes. success. He plays a lot of games, and but I don't think he's not the best base runner in the world. He's not going to score that many runs, and despite being like a, a second baseman, he doesn't provide all that much speed, at least in terms of stolen bases. So I get it hundred percent. Unless he goes out here and hits two seventy with twenty five home runs, I don't, and I don't know if that's going to happen, and especially after what happened last year. So. He's he's weird, and especially because for first base, or I think he'll still have second base eligibility, right? I think he should still. I would it, think I'm so. Mistaken. Yeah, I would still hope so. But if he yeah, does I it, that's so. even worse. Because a first baseman at first base, that's not going to hit for power. Is it exactly uh, all that appetizing? So, uh, yeah, that's one thing. But, hey, I get it. Um, Kernerworth is just a, a nice little neat guy to play maybe when you have an injury. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, you pick him up off the waiver wire, you're like, oh, cool. Like this guy can maybe help me out in some things on a really good Padres offense, at least projection-wise. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Are there any other Padres players? Because so far, I'm loving this, man. There's <laughs> So you're telling me there's just, that's it. It's just Joe Busgrove and Jake Cronenworth. Otherwise, Xander, no, I, 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 all I, these guys. I could, I could throw out one more. Oh, do it, man. Hit me. Yeah, I, I have one more on on hand. And um, 
Unfortunately, I might get a lot of hate from Padres fans for this one because oh, you know it was a pretty big trade for them last year. Josh Hader. Ooh. Josh Hader's going a little bit too high for me Ooh. right now. I like he's it. coming off the board mm-hmm. as the 54th pick overall, and it's, mm-hmm. he's the third closer off the board. My strategy in fantasy, personally, is unless it's like one of those leagues where you know um, you draft your roster and you can't make any moves and you're kind of stuck with your team, then okay, mm-hmm. take a closer early. But if it's you know just a regular kind of league, I'm not investing too too high in closers, and I just think at pick 54 in a, in a you know a, a year where bats are super thin. I pick 54. I'm, I'm looking to take a bat. You know, it, it, it's just I'm not going to take the risk on Joe, uh, you know, Josh Hader that early. And, you know, last year when he came over, he kind of looked like a mess. Uh, he had a 7-3-1 ERA in 19 games with uh, the Padres, 16 mm-hmm. innings. He did have the 22 strikeouts, but that one, that, a one six two whip is not great. I think Josh <laughs> Hader has all the talent in the world to bounce back and get back to mm-hmm. get back to normal Josh Hader type of things. But I think it's a little bit of a risky pick coming into this year for fantasy leagues. Yeah, I mean, hater, hater could be a subject of you know my favorite philosophy, dumb. That's where you know when players go to their, a new team for the first year, there's usually like um you know uh, negative regression where you know they don't perform as where they were on their previous team. You know, there are human beings, so like for instance, like you know they got to find where their favorite restaurant is, and they got to move their whole family across the country. In most cases, in his cases, yeah, and you know kind of get settled and that's very stressful just moving as a normal human being now imagine going out there and playing major league baseball so like you know that's the part where i think we could have saw a result of the decline for him but also too i think if anything it's just he's getting up there in age and he hasn't you know really let's say could could have the other shoe drop where he may just kind of teeter off and become like a Mm -hmm. mediocre and we're, you know, he's not worth this 54 pick. I feel like the fantasy community is still thinking he's back with his old team and he's still the number one closer. And it, I don't I don't think that's going to be him this year. Mm-hmm. And for Paz fans also, just keep an eye, like the watch list. You know, you take advantage of that. I put Robert Suarez and Drew Powerheads on there just in case anything were to happen to Hater. If he got hurt again or not that he's been known for being injured, but if anything happens, if he pitches horribly the way that he did a little bit, uh, right, not a little bit, as you guys attested to uh, down the stretch. Um, I know we recovered it in the playoffs for for my team's sake. That was lovely, and a little bit at the end of the season. But just put them on the watch list because those guys, dare I say, vault into like the top ten of relief pitchers because of the Padres' win total and because of their overall skills if they become yeah. the closer. So I keep an eye on those guys. But mm-hmm. yeah, fifty four is high, man. It's just look, I love in fantasy baseball the just the silliness of chasing saves. It is so funny every year when like you <laughs> have like a it, like there's I remember when I had to use who was it Ferran Fernando Rodney I had Fernando Rodney oh, one year and that guy had an ERA Lord, of like oh, four and a half but he was still the closer and, and, and I was whip. pushing through and a bad it. Whip too. Yeah, it was yeah, that. I definitely had Fernando Rodney a couple of times too. I had Francisco Rodriguez. Shout out K Rod. Uh, his last like good oh. year, I just picked him off uh, out of nowhere. So go. that's what I would look at. Yes, you try and get your Diaz right, like you try, but it's just it's daunting. Like, yeah, it feels great to be like, great, I got a relief pitcher who's a stud, and I never have to worry about it. But I don't know. I just feel like they really retain the same sort of value. You know what I'm saying? Um, but when it comes to helping you out, speaking of value, on what are the right picks? Maybe not necessarily in fantasy baseball, a little bit there too, but in real life. 
when you're trying to figure out, you know, who's the the best value bet tonight? What is the money line prop? You know, has the Jokic slander in the NBA gone so far that he's he's now fourth in MVP betting? It's not true, I don't think, for what I say. But you get my point. Guys, what is the place to go to? Who is the sportsbook betting partner that you have to follow? Yeah, I mean, here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Midway point of the NBA season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet first bet doesn't win. I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, just download FanDuel Sportsbook. It's uh, safe, super easy to use, and secure. Then you can bet on everything from money lines, points scored, and threes drained. Mm-hmm. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine bets uh, for a bigger, ch- bigger payout <laughs> for a same-game parlay. <laughs> so don't miss out on your chance mm-hmm. for your first no-sweat first bet. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, yeah, I love me some FanDuel. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Love some FanDuel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but now, as we head into the final stretch of this year's show, now we get back, we get a little bit more positive. We just we besmirched, we threw, we put them into the dirt. Of uh, who was it? Josh Hader, Joe Musgrove, and Jake Corder with. But now, what are some Padres? Are there any sleepers in drafts? Because we talked about it at the top of the show. I mean, a lot of their players, you know, from Soto and Tatis and Bogarts and Machado, those are four, like, dare I say, like, in the first three rounds, all four of them will, will be gone, I think, maybe. Um, yeah, I would say so. Who are and you could also still bring up if you think that there are some people who are doubting a Soto or a Manny Machado and stuff like that. Who are kind of your favorite Padres that you're really looking to get on every team this year uh, in your leagues, whether it be just because you really trust them or because of the value you think they're going too late? What do you What are you guys thinking about the the, the lovely uh, Friar Faithful? So I, I'm going to kick this off because Dom, I was talking about him today. Matt, you. if you steal mine, I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> aggravated. I'm I'll going to you. be super aggravated with you. But go I'll ahead. See, I'll see you Saturday, bro. Let's get it. Go ahead. Um, Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. So um, I'm going to talk about my boy, Blake Snell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Here we go. All right, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Your, this, your argument better be as good as mine is. Go ahead. This is what happens when you're friends for 20 years. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. So Blake Snell is, one, being atrociously underdrafted and keep it that way until about, you know, the end of the draft season for me so I can get him nice and cheap. But um, he's going to pick 113, and I think that's kind of outrageous. Um, he's wow. a, It's a sick value because Blake, when he doesn't throw his, his changeup, is probably one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, you know, we all know what he could do back in what what was it 2021 he was just lights out and you know he showed it again at the end of the season when he decided to stop throwing that change up yeah and you know i just think he's going to he's going to bounce back because i was looking at it uh, looking at what he's doing and man he's just looking good i mean he had one little bad mess up with during spring training where he got blown up for a couple runs but other mm-hmm. than that he's been lights out he's struck out, striking out everybody six strikeouts in seven innings and he's only lit up that three run with uh, three runs, but and under under one whip. I mean, guy's killing it right now, and I think that we're going to see it going. And it's funny too. I was reading. Um, they were asking him, what, you know, what do you think is going to happen this season with you? And I'm like, and he's like, oh well, well, I started off spring training not giving up any hits, so you know, maybe maybe this year uh, I won't have a slow start. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think I think Blake Snell is actually like you know one of the guys I'm drafting pretty much everywhere. I love Blake Snell. 
Yeah, he's super fun too. Everybody, if you if you're just feeling down and you're a big Padres fan, go look up Blake Snell rap video. Just one of the craziest <laughs> things you'll ever see. It's very funny. It's super ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he's he's a blast, and I think that people look because he's had two weird seasons for the Padres. Specifically, 2021, he was dreadful in 2021. This was like the biggest bust in fantasy for a lot of people. And then, like you said, when he stopped throwing the changeup and he just focused on like fastball slider a little bit more, improved dramatically and had one of the best strikeout percentages in the league. And then last year, despite a little bit of a slow start and getting hurt to start the season, I mean, this isn't a fantasy stat, but a 3.7 F4, that was like the highest on the Padres. Like he was really good last year. And I think it's kind of very secret uh, for a lot of people that I don't think that people realize it. Um, that his strikeout stuff is among the best, and in fantasy, um, I like me some strikeouts. It's pretty cool when you can just see those eight and nine numbers pretty consistently uh, in your strikeout column. So what do you think, Dom? I would love to chime in on the Blake Snell love so we could throw some more love the Padres way in general. Uh, the thing is we keep talking about, you know, uh, the changeup. Last year when he stopped throwing that changeup, there was a 17-start stretch for Snell that went from July 1st to October 2nd where he threw 92 innings, he had a 2.53 ERA, and 133 strikeouts in those 92 innings during that 17-start stretch, and the whip was a little bit over one. So, I mean, and, and batters hit 208 against him over that stretch. So, you know, that reminds me of the Blake Snell that, you know, in uh, 2018, he went out there and won the Cy Young. So if he could just replicate that for a whole year, I mean, we're, we're Padres fans and fantasy baseball fans, and you know Blake Snell owners will be absolutely uh, thrilled. He's coming off the board as number thirty-five starting pitcher overall. I have him closer to you know twenty-five. So I think Blake Snell is just going at absolutely great value when it comes to fantasy baseball, and I think Padres fans are going to be excited for a big Blake Snell season if he you know decides to ditch the changeup for a full year. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I would be worried about with Snell is potentially if you're in a league that counts wins just to be careful that he is the type of guy that will go four innings one hit zero earn run and nine k's but that also means you have to be like oh what it stinks i'm not going to get a win out of this i don't usually draft for wins but i know that people sometimes like to use it for like a tiebreaker and be like i like both these pitchers who's on a better team and might just squeak me out a win the week that I need it to help me out in that counting stat. So that's probably the only thing I'm worried about with it because what he's odd, oh my gosh. I mean, it's really it's really incredible to see it. Definitely, I think that just because he's not that Cy Young season that he had, the regular ERA, whip, and strikeout numbers are pretty phenomenal for him. And probably, or at least more likely, even though he's probably, I think, is he getting drafted behind both Darvish and Musgrove right now? I believe so. Um, definitely Musgrove. Yeah. Darv- and I, I, yeah, Darvish as well. He is out of yeah. all the three of them. Blake Snell is going the latest. See, that that's the thing. Like, if, in terms of fantasy, not too bad, man. Not too bad. I recommend it. Do you guys have any other um, Padres that you're really excited for, though? Ahead, I have one, Matt. If, yeah, I, okay. So <laughs> uh, you you wanted to, you wanted a sleeper. I got I got the sleeper for you, mm. and I think it's Hassan Kim. Mm. Now, uh, oh not, yes. Not, yeah, not yeah, not not too many people are talking about Hassan Kim when it comes to fantasy. But right now, he you know he's eligible at third and short for fantasy. He's coming off the board mm-hmm. as the 279th player, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he was like pretty much a superstar in the KBO before he came over. Mm-hmm. He's had some really good seasons over there in the KBO. Uh, in 2020, he played 138 games, had 533 at bats, 111 runs. 
24 doubles, 30 home runs, 109 RBIs, 23 steals, and he hit 306. And he was pretty much a 290 to 300 hitter for, you know, from 2015 to 2020 in the KBO. In 2021, he didn't really play too, too much. But last year, he had a decent stretch, 150 games, 517 at-bats, 58 runs, 29 doubles, 3 triples, 11 homers, 59 RBIs, chipped in 12 steals, and he had 252. So I think there's room for Kim's batting average to come up a little bit closer mm-hmm. as he gets adjusted to Major League pitching. And the value's there. He's going super close to pick 300, as I mentioned, uh, 279th player off the board. You you could do a lot worse than Hassan Kim at that point in your draft. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I love Hassan Kim. He's, he's a yeah. beloved. The Padres fans get a little bit weird sometimes when they want him traded and whatnot. Granted, he's definitely one of those better in real life because of the defense and because True. he was a Gold Glove nominee. But, I mean, if you can, especially in, like, these season-long, like, Roto Leagues, right? Like, if this is yeah. a guy who, his first year, kind of a mess at the plate. But it's new. Yeah. He's coming from the KBO. He had yeah, really inconsistent tough. playing time. This past year, kind of an average bat with great defense. If he improves that and hits, like... If he's a 2020 guy that you can get. He can be. That's the thing. That's, that's, that's the what thing, I was right? He like, can, if he, he can could do, do that. And I guess the some, I guess playing time might be a fear, but I personally am not worried about that. I think his defense is so good that that's going to keep him locked in for a while, even when Tatis gets back, who's going to be in the outfield anyway. So, yeah. I look, I love Hasug. I think it's great. And I think that 20 home runs, 20 steals is absolutely possible. And 2020 players in fantasy are exceptionally valuable, especially in Roto for the season long type of stuff. So, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, I love I'm on, me some I'm on board. Kim. I'm on board with the Hassan Kim train this year, man. You know, like the he went double double last year in home runs and steals. I think mm-hmm. I think he's only going to improve. And like I said, he was a superstar in the KBO. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he was for sure. Yeah, I, I like him. I like the value in that upside for that late mm-hmm. pick. I mean, what he's pretty much free ninety nine with your like your last yeah. pick. So I mean, what's the worst that happens? He doesn't get the playing time, like Javier said, and then boom, mm-hmm. you just drop him. But if he is, and he's get pushes up that batting average and getting you those chip in stolen bases on your day off for your players, you know who's better than you that you scooped him up for free? Because the second mm-hmm. you drop him, somebody else will scoop him up if he's performing at that level. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I got to ask you just some some final like kind of few questions about just random Padres. How you feeling about them? Sure. You think there's anything for Matt Carpenter? Guy was kind of crazy for like three weeks. Oof. You know, is there I mean, anything as, there? What do you think? As Yankee fans, uh, we we <laughs> love us on Matt Carpenter. When he went down last year, I know I was super upset. And uh, you know, it's funny. My my girlfriend will watch the Yankees with me sometimes, and she goes, "What happened to the guy with the cool mustache?" She goes, "Every time that we would watch, he would do super well." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it." I was like, "I know uh, Matt Carpenter is going to be a little bit older. I believe he's going to be thirty-seven coming into this year." But you know what? He was that spark plug for the Yankees last year. 47 games, 128 at-bats, 28 runs, 9 doubles, 15 homers, 37 RBIs, and he hit 305. So I think, you know, um, I'm not sure where he's going off the board. You, you caught me a little off guard, uh, guard with that one. But nope. um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> you can out. get him fairly, fairly late in your fantasy drafts right now. And I think he's still got multiple, multiple position eligibility. You could definitely – Matt Carpenter could be a surprise. Take him with the last pick of your draft, and I, I think there could be a little power in that bat and, uh, you know, hits for a decent batting average. So let's see. Let's see what uh, Matt Carpenter could do. I'm a fan. He's Big pretty – he's going 386. Wow. Yeah. Take it all day. The waiver wire day. darling if I've yeah. ever seen one, man. Oh, Too my bad. goodness bad. gracious. I mean, I could understand why just based off of injury concerns and how much playing time where he's going to fit in that team, but – 
I mean, yeah, you just pretty much once your draft's over, just let them on the watch list and then just move on. And then somebody goes down or you need to, you know, somebody's not performing and he's a little red hot for that short period of time. Pick it up while the oven's hot and then, you know, drop him when it cools off and then, you know, pick him back up again when he heats up again. It's the perfect <laughs> way to just ride that wave and, you know, see see where that journey takes you with Matt Carpenter because it could be bad. Or it could mm-hmm. be it could be good. Absolutely, um, I think some people might be wondering: Is Grisham worth keeping an eye on? I say no because, first of all, you don't have to worry about it. He's not going to get drafted. This isn't like last year, and certainly not like twenty twenty one, where, I mean, he was like what, like a top fifty pick there? I say because yeah. of the double double potential with yeah. the home runs and steals, and then obviously just completely cratered, got hurt, and everything. And last year he hit one eighty four. So, uh, it, it looks here's the thing. <laughs> The home run and steal stuff, could he hit 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases? Sure. But I'm just afraid that this guy is just not going to matter. Maybe. I know people will bring up hard hit rate stuff that he got better in this. I just don't trust it. Just put him on your watch list, I guess. I guess. And, like, maybe he'll randomly finish as, like, the 245th ranked player. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even keep an eye on him because I think he's going to drive you kind of insane. Um, Which happened to me last year. And I don't like driving myself insane. I think that... There's already enough of that in the real world. I don't know about you guys. Um, but do you guys have any other final, like, fantasy things? What 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 got you into fantasy baseball, I guess? What was, like, is there, like, a – I should say what got you into because that might be a little bit long-winded of a question. <laughs> Who's, like, your favorite, like, draft pick you've ever had? You know what I mean? Like, what was one that you remember and you were like, this was – because I know for me – I got one. I know for football for me it was Cooper Cup after my friend said it was the worst pick ever. Uh, and then he carried me to a championship. And then baseball, I mean, there's just been so many. You know what I mean? I think Ian Desmond on the Rangers was fun to shout out your boy from earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, was really yeah. good. Um, I don't know. What are kind of your guys' favorite picks ever? Just a little throwback stuff for all the fancy fans. Uh, I have I have a I have a quick little story. I'll try and keep it as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. This might this might be I'm I mean, I'm I'm thirty, but you know, it kind of goes back. <laughs> I've been I've been I've been playing fantasy baseball since I'm about like twelve years old. So I have yeah. a cool story. So one year, uh, me and my buddy, we you know got all of our friends together, and we actually did the draft over the phone. So mm. I still have the notebook. We were calling everybody, <laughs> we're telling them who got picked, and we wrote down all the names in the notebook. And uh, this is sidebar in the story. Once again, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this short. Sidebar in the story. So th- this is like 2010 maybe, and a uh, guy with the third pick, we got him on the phone, and we told him, like I think it was like Hanley Ramirez was like the first pick back then, yeah. whoever was the second pick. And he goes, dead serious. He goes, is Jorge Posada still on the board? <laughs> and, and we're like, we're like, yeah. He's like, yes. He goes, he goes, uh, league winner. So uh, <laughs> we all laughed about that. But to real quick, so the draft is over, and it turns out we each needed one more player. So my friend calls me, and he goes, Dom, uh, who do you want for your last guy? So this was 2010, I believe, yeah. and it was Adrian Beltre's only year with the Red Sox, right? Ooh. And I was like, I was like, nobody took Beltre, right? And he's like, oh, wow, it's a great pick. He's like, I'm taking him. I was like, no. I was like, I just said it. I was like, I'm taking him. And Beltre <laughs> went on to have a monster year that year, 84 runs, 28 bombs, 102 RBIs, and he, hit, and he hit 321. So that wound up being like, yeah, I think I won the league that year too. So I was very excited. That was one of my favorite uh, picks of all time. Oh, that's ah. good. That's some good stuff right there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fun days, fun days. That, that was almost as good as mine, Dom. Okay. You know, what's yours, Matt? You know where I'm going with this, Dom. So I have an idea. Yeah. So last pick of the draft, and I'm and I've been drafting this dude in my all my mock drafts, and I'm like, man, I I just I think this kid's gonna be good this year. And um, I draft uh, Dallas Keuchel with the last pick of the draft, mm. the yeah. year the year he won the Cy Young. 
there's a couple of those (laughs) in my early days of fantasy so it's him and kluber i think are probably two that i remember going like 260 or whatever but you remember like the old espn app it would show you like the draft average and then anyone past 260 would just say 260 for everybody (laughs) it was like that right yeah keichel and kluber were like kind of the all-time guys i'm sure there's been some other ones before but holy hot damn i mean the kluber one was just out of control same thing for dallas keichel um for me uh it's not necessarily a pick but just my friends who some of them weren't baseball uh, fans but we drafted all in person and we looked over and two of them were getting to a slap box fight. I don't know oh. why. And then <laughs> okay. my one friend took advantage of all of us looking and just like snuck in Ben Zobris for like one dollar. <laughs> like there we needed know. a deposit. He was like, oh so he did that. Uh that was really memorable. And also when my friend who probably isn't watching this, um, I'll send it to him later. We made a bet that I'm not going to disclose what it is I had to do just in case people, (laughs) just in case people search through my Twitter. Uh, It's nothing bad. It's just really stupid. Um, And he traded away Felix Hernandez (laughs) and Evan Longoria and somebody else that was good just so he could get one more start from Gio Gonzalez to beat me. (laughs) And then I lost. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. And by the way, rules against that 2014 Felix Hernandez. Like this is, this is the king. This is the king, right? Logori was a little bit, whatever that year it turns out, but that was still crazy. And I am still angry to this day about it. And the tweet Uh, that I I had to post is still up there. I won't tell people what, but it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) It was terrible, man. It was terrible. But, uh, Guys, this was a blast, and I love talking fantasy with everybody, as you can see. I, I, I've been playing for a decent amount of time. I have a lot of dumb references that I like to make. Um, I'm super excited. I think that Padres fans are going to be thrilled with how many players they can root for this year, and same thing for their team. And uh, everybody, go check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. It is back, and it is in full strength. It is better than ever. It's it's fired up. It's ready to go. Uh, you guys can go check that out. And is there anything you guys want to plug, specifically maybe for upcoming for the show? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we're going finishing up our positional rankings here. We have the end of outfield coming up. We have our starting pitchers coming up, which is Matt and I's forte. We are we are known for being very good at finding starting pitchers late in your draft. So you're definitely going to want to come, come and check those episodes out. And then we're going to be with we're going to be with you guys all season long. You know, we have a lot of fun episodes planned. We'll be doing giveaways and all of that fun stuff. So, you know, stay locked on and check out fantasy baseball, guys. Hey, buddy. Absolutely check it out. And, of course, check out Lockdown Padres, wherever your podcast from, on YouTube, wherever. Follow me at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay faithful, of course, my fire faithful hobies, and stay fantasizing. No, I don't know about that, but sure, we'll run with it, uh, all of my fantasy baseball hobies, and take care. See you.